It's all about your health, your wellness. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Get healthier, get fit, eat better, have a richer quality of life. Health on the go. Staying well with Melanie Cole, MS. Of the almost 26 million Americans who have diabetes, maybe up to 15% will develop a slow healing wound or a chronic foot ulcer. My guest is Dr. Michael Kersner. He's a podiatrist at the Wound Management Institute at Duke University Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kersner. So what causes those non-healing wounds or chronic wounds, and who is most at risk for it? Well, thank you, and good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so it's such a multifaceted and large, difficult problem that we deal with in this country and others. Um, but the, the vast majority of the diabetic wounds that are caused are relatively minor trauma, um, some bone prominence, and ultimately it's just breakdown in the skin for any number of reasons. As to why they get on to become chronic wounds, we really don't have an adequate explanation for scientifically uh, but empirically and anecdotally, we can honestly say that um, some of them are due because people have poor control of their sugars. Uh, much of it is because they don't keep the pressure off of these wounds when they are trying to heal. Um, and some of them are really idiopathic, meaning that we don't really know why they don't heal. So if someone notices something, so I think one message that I'm getting, you know, from you is that we have to kind of keep track. And, and you said, you know, make sure your diabetes is at least under control and you want to take care of yourself for sure. Looking for those wounds, keeping them, what, clean? Give us a little bit of treatments, things that you want diabetics to know about preventing foot ulcers in the first place. Right. So like you said, the first thing would be to keep good, strong glycemic control, getting those sugars into nationally standardized rates um, so that, you know, you don't get develop all the complications of diabetes, one of which is chronic wounds. And I would say that, you know, 85% of the lower extremity non-traumatic amputations are caused by chronic wounds in the diabetic patient. So it is a big problem, but mostly preventable. Um, I think what most of the diabetic patients need to look out for is just good hygiene, good accommodative shoe gear, um, adequate glycemic control, uh, daily inspection of their feet. And by that, you know, some of them have vision difficulties. They can't just look at their feet, but they got to feel their feet. And they have to put their hands into their shoes, maybe empty out their shoes to make sure there's nothing in there. Things that you might think are kind of common sense. But to practice on a daily basis, basis, you actually have to consciously think to do those things. Um, that's probably a big part of the problem right there. As far as what they need to do going forward once they realize they have a wound is, yes, it's, it's the same as for the non-diabetic in the sense that they want to keep it clean, they want to keep it dressed so it's less likely to get infected. But we also understand that in that diabetic population, even in sometimes in the ones that are fairly well-controlled, they run the, have a higher risk of developing infection in these wounds because their immune systems are suppressed just from having diabetes, even when it's well-controlled. Obviously worse when it's not controlled, but even with well-controlled diabetes, you have to be cautious of infection. And that leads to, I think, one of the biggest problems, and that is that, you know, patients will often try to treat it for too long themselves. So, you know, the, the answer to one of your earlier questions would be, they probably need to go see a professional almost right off the bat. Um, 
even in the, in the conscientious, good, adherent patient, it's very difficult to determine in, a, in an immune system that's compromised whether you've got a deep-seated infection or not. So I would say in getting early, aggressive professional help is, is key uh, to resolution and, and prevention. Dr. Kirzner, you know, as someone who works with a lot of diabetics myself, I see some of these wounds, and they're tough once they're there. They are very tough to get rid of. What do you do if a patient comes to see you and they've got one of these? How do you work with them so that maybe they're not going to end up with an amputation? Right. Great, great question. And, and so there are some standard of care based back in the early 1970s. This whole theory of moist wound healing came into be, which is the current standard of care. And that is that in the fetal pig model, it was determined that you know, moist wound healing led to less scarring, uh, better organized cells, and just better and quicker wound healing. So that's translated in, in, into the human model, and we've discovered that with moist wound healing, meaning leaving a layer just on top of the wound that keeps it moist, not dry where it forms a scab, leads to better healing. So there are a multitude of of, uh, of topical products that we use for that. Again, this is all with all else being equal that their sugars are good, that their nutrition is good, that protein is good, that they're offloading pressure from these areas or simply keeping pressure off these areas from a variety of assistant devices. This is assuming all that is being done. But directly answering your question as far as wound care goes, just moist wound healing. You know, the old adage was that if it's dry, you got to moisten it, and if it's too wet, you got to dry it out a little. That still holds true, but we want to have that moist interface between the wound and the dressing to allow for new blood vessels to form in the face of the wound, to allow for new skin to slowly migrate across the wound. And so, What role do antibiotics play, Dr. Kirshner? I mean, are they something that helps peripherally with these wounds, or is antibiotic treatment not what's recommended? Well, it, it's a great question, and in fact, the standard of care has actually been forwarded a little bit last year when the uh, Infectious Disease Society of America came out with new guidelines, kind of ushering in these kind of new protocols as to how we treat infection in these uh, in these pedal wounds. And the answer to your question is, if there is no evidence that there is what we call the cardinal signs of infection, the redness, the swelling, the change in drainage, increase in pain, things like that. If there's no evidence of those things and just the suspicion is that there is what's called a bio-burden or bacteria within the wound, then topical antibiotics alone are usually enough. The next stage in their criteria was that if there's a leading edge of deeper infection, which we call cellulitis, then sometimes oral antibiotics are utilized. Now, if whenever possible you can get good tissue samples to, to culture, right, to determine what those causative organisms are, that's the best way to go. And that directs what specific antibiotics you use. But to start before those cultures are available, we know there's a certain range of organisms that are the causative organisms in these infections, and there are empiric or, or original agents that we use to treat that. And then what if, God forbid, it isn't treated, and we only have a minute left, and it doesn't mm-hmm. get treatable, then what do you tell patients? What is the next sort of course that you do? 
Yeah, so there are some adjunctive advanced treatment modalities that we use for these wounds that are clean, that all those other things are being taken care of, and that is things like um, bioengineered skin substitutes, hyperbaric oxygen, advanced topical wound therapies like medical-grade honey um, that we'll go to to the next step in order to get these wounds healed. And now your best advice, please, Dr. Kirzner, for the listeners that have a loved one with diabetes or they themselves have it, your best advice as a podiatrist for protecting those ever-so-important feet of ours and the periphery when we have diabetes. Make sure you check your feet daily. Get professional help. If you have athlete's foot infections, ingrown toenails, um, deformities in your feet, which are also very common, go see your podiatrist regularly. Have him make sure you get in the appropriate accommodative shoe gear and offloading devices needed, and obviously control your blood sugars. That's great information and very good advice. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Radio MD. If you missed any of the great information that we're giving, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD. Share it with your friends. This is really great information and so important. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening and stay well. 